As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Killer Queens, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Torella. And I'm your better, prettier, younger host, Tori. We're sisters who are obsessed with true crime and love gal palin with you about cases. You can expect the occasional curse word, lots of friends quotes, and all the 90s nostalgia. To get in on the conversation, check us out at KillerQueensPodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Killer Queens Podcast, And we're on YouTube at Killer Queens, a true crime podcast. Okay, y'all, grab your Capri Suns or your Surge, and let's talk about some true crime. We want to thank Tiffany White for recommending this case and sending us a bunch of the information resources that we were able to use for it. The Phil Vasily case. Yes, we appreciate you so much, and we appreciate your friendship, and we appreciate your support. And we wanted to also, we... um. Tiffany posted about it in, I believe, the Hangout group, but we wanted to also just share a little bit about her daughter, um, Abigail Ann. She was a listener, so part of the family, and um, she tragically passed away recently, but Tiffany sent us some information about her, and we just wanted to share that. Tiffany's nickname for her was Pinks, and... She was beautiful, kind, and amazing. She was 22 years old. She has a one-year-old little boy that she left behind. She was a cosmetologist, just like Tori. Mm, love it. Wonderful with makeup and hair color and a very talented artist. You guys would have like been BFFs. I believe that 100%. I mean, I'm sure I would have too, but you guys have a lot in common. Yeah. You both appreciate art. Which not many people do. I'm looking at you, Torella. Right, 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 right. And the hair and makeup. Like, yeah. that's awesome. And unfortunately, she died from an accidental overdose. And Tiffany was okay with us sharing that. And she just kind of felt like a lot of people needed to hear it just because it's an epidemic right now. Addiction touches everybody. It, you know, it discriminates against nobody. So if there's, you know, anybody that you know that, would benefit from maybe help in that area. We are also going to post the SAMHSA, the link to their website and their national helpline. It's 1-800-662-HELP, which is 4357. They can help families facing or individuals facing mental and or substance use disorders. It's such Unfortunately, a common occurrence, but you're not alone. Mm -mm. Even if you are affected by it, by somebody that you know that is going through it, or if you're going through it yourself. So mm -hmm. please reach out, please get help, whatever capacity you need it in. Absolutely. So we love you, Tiffany. We are here for you. And we love you, Pinks, too. Yes. Yes. All right. Welcome back to Killer Queens. This is part two of Phil Vasily. Philly Vasily. Philly Vasily. Um, just a reminder, of course, if you need more episodes, check out the Patreon. We have got lots of bonus episodes there. Mm -hmm. um, and if you get our $10 level, you get our docuseries coverage. So that's an extra episode every week. And our murder mixtape, which we cover different cases on Wednesdays. So that's 
three episodes a week. And if you check out our new show, Oh Snapped, which is just episode by episode coverage of the show Snapped starting from season one, you get four a week, dude. I know, right? And Oh Snapped is not part of the Patreon, but it's there for you. Yeah, it's just free. Check it out wherever you get podcasts. So anyway, you know, we just want to let you know where you can get some more if you need it. Yeah, if you're just jonesing for us. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, let's, without further ado, let's get into it. We'll get into it. Phil's stay at Passages was meant to address his addictions to alcohol and cocaine, which apparently he loved, according to some friends at rehab. And he was also going to work on his anger problem. Donna dropped the charges against Phil and attended the family session at Passages. During their session with a therapist, Phil told Donna he wanted a divorce. And he he did this the right way. He did this with somebody present. You know, this is not them alone or anything like that. He's just like, he's having that third neutral party there. That should have been a a safe way to do it. Um, But Donna flipped out. I mean, she absolutely flipped out. She was screaming in the traffic circle outside of passages, and the therapist was convinced that she was going to kill Phil. That's the therapist said Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. But based on her actions that day, the therapist and then everybody that saw her was like, this, he's in danger. Like, this is bad. When Phil eventually left passages, he didn't go back to Donna. Instead, he moved to Miami and in with a woman he'd met in passages. Lisa Lugo had been there to deal with her alcoholism when she and Phil met, and they even ended up getting wedding bands, and she said that he pitched his other wedding band into the ocean. Message received. Yeah. So then Donna finds out about Lisa. Uh-oh. That is not good. Yeah. Switched her voicemail harassment to Lisa's phone number and reassigned her private investigator to start following Lisa. Donna's like, this is just a minor inconvenience. We'll just redirect everything at this person now. Well, this is exactly like Joe Exotic changing ownership (laughs) of all of his. And he's like, well, that'll deter them. And they're like, no, we'll just sue you then. Sue that person then. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing is going to deter Donna from harassment and borderline assault and stalking. Yeah. But Lisa changed her phone number three times and Donna always found it. Of course she did because she's got professionals on the case true it's just scary the amount of information you can find out about somebody who's actively trying to avoid you right yeah it's a little scary and evade you and yeah you can hire somebody to be like nope i need their phone number their address their social security number their shoe size yeah everything yeah yeah he was going through with a divorce trying to cut all ties to donna and Donna's settlement demands were unusual. Okay, this was so messed up. Like, I don't, I, the gall of Donna to be like, okay. So what she wanted to do was she wanted Phil to get a vasectomy so that their children would be his only children and the only heirs to his fortune. And like, you could look at that as like, I want to take care of our kids that we raised together. But I think that's her taking care of her. Because if he ends up having a child with somebody else, it's all whatever she doesn't get in the settlement if he dies is all going to go to the kids. And then that split between kids who aren't then going to take care of her, you know? Yeah, that sets her up nicely. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was her concern, not for the kids. And I think, I mean, obviously, it's a control thing. She Mm -hmm. just wanted to control something Mm -hmm. big like that and Mm -hmm. that... Again, the gall of her. Yeah. To even go there is ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. She's, but she doesn't, like, most people would, I don't, I don't know, maybe not, but I feel like a lot of people, even in a divorce, even if it's not going well, it's not amicable, it's volatile at times, I feel like a lot of people would still be like, I don't think I could ask them. I don't think I could put into a divorce settlement um, rules over your body and whether or not you have children with somebody else after we get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like, the nerve. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It's, yeah. yeah, it's insane. So, Phil and Lisa seem like they're pretty serious 
I mean, he, they bought rings together, she said, you know, all these things, like they're living together. It seemed like when Phil met somebody, he went all in too. Cause it's mm-hmm. like he met Sunny, he was super, super into her. It was like everything was about her. And then when Donna made them break up, and then he goes into rehab, he meets Lisa and he's like, okay, now I'm in love with you. Mm-hmm. He seems to just go all in. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's quick. part of that like addictive personality kind of thing. I think it is. Do and that's, do you remember that movie 28 Days? Yeah. And they tell you, do not get into a relationship. They, yeah, they wouldn't for even. For like a year. A year, yeah. Yeah. And that's in like AA too, because that show, uh, Grace and Frankie. Oh, yeah. Um, Ethan Embry's character, Coyote. He can't date for a year. He's going through AA. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're like, you know, start with a plant. Like, they didn't even want him to get an animal at first, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely jumping into things really quickly, mm-hmm. seems like. Um, But they seem super serious, and Phil is still talking to Sunny. And Lisa does not know about this. So... He had her pretend that she was in a relationship on social media or that, like, she was on the market by getting a Tinder and posting photos from another relationship she'd had, like, in between pre-rehab fill and post-rehab fill and, like, having that fake Tinder. That way, if Donna had her PI digging in, like, digging into Sunny, it would look like she'd moved on. She's over Phil. That's so, that's, I don't have words for that. I yeah, I, ha- I have something to say, and I feel like you guys are all going to understand what I'm saying. Say it, baby, say it. I mean, we never want to victim blame or speak ill of the dead, but I do feel like Sunny is a victim of some emotional, it, it seems emotionally abusive to her. She's giving up her whole youth, her whole essentially like, now nobody could have ever seen this coming, that he would have been murdered, but if he really loved her, he's living with another woman Mm -hmm. at this time. If he really loved her, would he have been like, well... Donna says we can't be together, so we got to break up. I'm going to rehab. But, like, still having her waiting in the wings, it, it feels like he's leading her on. Yeah, some. well, he's got a full-on relationship with someone else. Like, it's not even just... That's not even just his wife. Right. <laughs> he's added a third person into the mix Yeah. I, I just feel like Sonny genuinely loved him, and I think that he did love her, too. But I think that he was very have my cake and eat it too, maybe. And she was all into this. She wasn't dating other people. She wasn't with anybody else. This mm-hmm. was she thought she was going to marry him and she wanted to have children with this man. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel like it wasn't exactly fair to Sunny. Yeah, I don't feel like it was fair to her. Yeah. And I don't know. It just and like telling her, like, pretend that you have a boyfriend or well, like definitely. It's it's not one of those things where he's like, look, you know, this is the direction that I feel like I'm going to go in now. I'm sorry about it. It didn't work out. He's like, make yourself unavailable mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. And so Donna doesn't come after you, which is like, I mean, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. And maybe he was telling her, and maybe this is true, I don't know. Maybe he was saying like, you know, now that I've gotten further away from Donna, I feel like she's not as like in control as much and we can be together and I'm not really into this Lisa person or whatever. I don't know if that's what he was saying, but that's definitely not how he was making it seem to Lisa. So, right. Yeah. Phil and Sonny started back up again in San Francisco, and he invited her on business trips and even agreed to start a family with her. See, but what happened to Lisa? I know. Where is Lisa? It's like, he still seems to just be talking to her because at this point, so March 6, 2015, he goes back to the Bahamas to visit his new grandbaby. So his daughter, Lauren, had had a child and they wanted to finish and sell the mansion and finalize the divorce. I don't understand, though, why. I, I don't know. I've not been through a divorce, especially after being together that long. But it's like. And and that mansion is huge. The rumbly and my tumbly one. Yeah. There's apparently a war helicopter going over airplane jet. What are they called? I don't know. Whatever that was, it was very loud. Um the rumbly and my tumbly one. It I mean it's huge, but it just seems like if you're that far into a divorce and it's that volatile that like I'll stay in a hotel when I go visit or I'll stay with Lauren. One of you stay with Lauren, one of you stay at the house. Like it seems like you wouldn't want to stay in the same house. And they weren't just staying in the same house. They were like at the same dinner party. Like they were hanging out with everybody. Yeah. Which seems like I don't know, it just kind of seems like Phil is very or was very good at being who he needed <clears throat> excuse me, being who he needed to be in whatever situation he needed to be in. That's true. And just kind of going with the flow. Like yeah. hey, I'm fun Phil everything's okay. I can handle it. Yeah. So during his time away from Sunny, she discovered that she was pregnant with Phil's baby. She called him a couple of times, but got his voicemail. He called her back, but she missed the call and she would never get to tell him about the baby. That's so tragic. It's awful. Ugh, it's so awful. And like watching her talk about that in that show was hard because... I mean, it tears her up still. Oh, yes. But listen to this, though. So the night before he died, Phil Skyped Lisa. So she's still in the mix. Mm-hmm. And he had been telling her, or he told her that he'd been around his new grandbaby. And he suggested to Lisa that they have a baby. Hmm. Maybe now I understand a little bit better. I'm not saying it's right. Why Donna was like, why don't we get a little snip? A little snippy snippy. Because you're trying to have babies with, like, everybody. Yeah. We're suggesting it. Yeah. That's very strange. Why would you do that with... Yeah, because if you're telling Sunny you're going to start a family with her, then I'm assuming you're also... Because Sunny would have to know about Lisa, right? Because she knows where he's living. I would think so. She knew about Lisa in the in the show, like now post talking about it. I don't it. know if at the time she did. Right. So just... you're telling two women. Right. In addition to your wife. Right. It just seems to me like Phil had, and this is a serious thing, and I'm not making light of it or dismissing it, but it seems like he had more than just substance abuse yeah, or uh, addiction issues. Mm-hmm. I think he maybe had a little sex addiction or mm-hmm. can you be addicted to being in relationships? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Because it just, yeah, it just definitely doesn't seem fair to two people who separately and genuinely believed that they had a future with this man. Right. And like they were the only one that he truly loved. Yeah. And I mean, for all of it, it does suck to be in Donna's position. Totally. I think that the way that she handled it is horrid. I think that and then furthermore, I fully believe she murdered Phil. 
obviously that's not, it doesn't make any of that right. I don't like the way that she talked to Sunny. I don't like the way she talked about Sunny. I don't like that she got her fired and all these things. Like, I, you know, Sunny did know that he was married, so that's certainly not cool, but... But, I mean, she definitely, Donna definitely attacked Sunny, bullied Sunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, she could have walked away with a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I don't know if she just wanted to win or what. It seems like she did. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it does suck. There's a lot of... uh Hearts that were left broken, I feel like. Yeah, I agree with that. On March 23rd, 2015, Phil and Donna had friends over to show off their newly finished home. Their friends Miles and Judy Pritchard came over, and Donna was already complaining about how drunk Phil was and that he was napping. Living under Donna could Mm. be enough to drive anyone to drink. That's true. Yeah, maybe that's why he started drinking in the first place. Yeah. It's just like he's so fresh out of it and... Just slipped right back into it. Yeah. But I mean, you can't... Sucks. You cannot work on yourself if you're being thrown right back into that same toxic environment. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you have to change your environment too. Yeah. It's, it all has to change. Mm-hmm. Um, And Donna drinks and obviously she doesn't care. I don't think she cares about Phil sobriety because she's like flaunted and aired out his dirty laundry that he had problems before. So she, I could totally see her, like if he got there and was like, look, I'm not going to drink. I could totally see her stocking the bar and then like dangling drinks in front of him and pouring drinks in front of him and being like, are you sure you don't want one? Sure you don't want one? Well, it seems like Donna's favorite thing to do ever is to antagonize people. Yes. Yeah. At... Around 3.15 p.m., Donna's nephew, Mitchell Matthew, arrived, and not long after that, Phil woke up from his nap. They all hung out for a while. They partied until about 7 p.m. Mitchell and the Pritchards left along with the maid. Then, at 7.40 p.m., all of the surveillance cameras went out. This is not a malfunction. They were turned off from the third floor office, which is where the, what would you call it, the control center would be. Before they went out, though, the CCTV footage recorded everyone leaving the driveway, except Donna, who said that she walked to her daughter's house a few blocks away, which wouldn't the cameras have caught her walking out of view somewhere, too, unless it only is on the driveway and she walked out the back door. But this seemed like a pretty extensive surveillance system. Yeah. But it doesn't catch her walking away. (laughs) But she says she walks a few blocks away, and then she saw her nephew again around 9 o'clock. Okay. Then the next morning, the gardener finds Phil's body. Hmm. Hmm. All right. On to the investigation and trial. So Phil was sitting at the table on the patio outside the guest house where he and Donna had been staying until the main house was finished. He was stabbed with a large kitchen knife in the left clavicle. The blade cut his subclavian artery, but because it was behind the clavicle, there wasn't arterial spray. Instead, the blood just pooled inside his chest. Oh, man. Phil pulled the knife out, which you, you would, your reaction would be to do that. Right, but if I've learned anything from a tragic accident involving an Australian, Steve Irwin, Mm. you should not pull that stuff out. You don't pull it out. Yeah. Because then it just... It's like you... It's like the one thing that was stopping the bleeding. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He used both of his hands to apply pressure to the wound. He got up from his seat, made his way into the kitchen, where blood smearing and footprints show that he was leaning on the counters on his elbows and kind of like pulling himself across the kitchen, kind of dragging... And then he collapsed and bled out on the kitchen floor. And he would have most likely been conscious for just two to three minutes after he was stabbed. Wow. That artery, I mean, he bled out very quickly. And whoever stabbed him, that's so quick that it would have happened, they would have still been standing there, likely. Just watching him. Watching him try to... I wonder if... Or I'm just going to say it. Donna did it. So I wonder if... 
she pulled the knife out herself? What if she stuck it in there and then yanked it back out? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Phil was a doctor. Mm-hmm. You'd think he would know not to pull it out. I mean, again, your adrenaline is pumping well, yeah, and you've just like been attacked. But flight mode. I wonder if she did put it in there and then pull it back out to make sure that he couldn't survive it. Because if he did survive and call 911, he's going to tell who did it. Mm-hmm. And she's fucked. Yeah, true. But I wonder if the knife had like a bunch of blood on it, like he grabbed it. Mm. Yeah. Because also she probably wouldn't have known exactly that she would hit that artery or anything like that mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah i don't know it could have gone either way but i agree with you donna for sure did it donna for sure did it and i feel like she's the one that pulled the knife out because she's just that much of a bitch mm-hmm. and i just i'm surprised if it was if that's the case she twisted it for sure you know what i mean like she's the kind of person that would stab you and then twist it absolutely There were no witnesses to the murder, but after questioning all the people in the house, the police assumption, of course, was that Donna killed Phil after their friends left because she was mad at the way he behaved while they were there. And we do remember she has stabbed him before. It was with a fork in the leg, but still, she gets very violent. Yeah, she's aggressive. Yeah, and, and she's a big woman. She's not five foot two, like... She's tall, she's pretty stout, like strong woman, mm-hmm. and I think that drinking... Now, she, for all that she gave Phil shit about his alcoholism, I think she had a problem too, because she drank all the time, but she also seems to get very, very violent when she's drinking, oh, because yes. all of these fights that you know you hear about and them getting into altercations, they're, they're both drunk or they're both drunk, because... She's drinking, too. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, you see the pictures and the videos and everything, like, when you watch the TV show of them going out and doing stuff, she partied just as much as Phil did. Maybe yeah. not as much as Phil did, but. Well, I think, and it, maybe it wasn't outward partying. Maybe she stayed home and drank. Like, I think that it, she's no stranger to a drink. Mm-mm. That's true. Mm-mm. No, she's not. Donna was the last known person to see Phil alive. And the house and community had 24-hour surveillance and regular patrolling from police. The surveillance system in their home was turned off. Now, who would have known where to go to turn that off? The third floor office? That's so specific. And if you don't know the layout of a house, how would you know? Exactly. It just boggles the mind that she had the fucking nerve to be like, well, I didn't do it because I walked somewhere. Okay. Well, and the cameras didn't catch it. And for whatever reason, just before I would have walked away, the cameras were turned off by somebody who knows how to turn them off, but it wasn't me. It was not me. She's playing it like Shaggy. Yeah. On September 7th, 2015, Donna's murder trial began. She was noted to be very calm through the whole process, and she had the support of many family and friends throughout. Her children have always been on her side. They've never believed that she murdered her father. I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do, right, to cope? I I, guess. I don't know. During the trial, Donna's defense team proposed an intruder theory <laughs> in which the intruder came from the ocean on a jet Ski. So this is not, I just want to make this clear. This is not Charlie's Angels. No. This is not 007. No. Who the fuck drives up on a jet ski to commit a murder? Yeah. 
in a gated community, like literally coming in from the ocean in their fucking submarine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, they didn't. Right. They just didn't. Like, but the it's these kinds of cases, all cases basically. But, like, fucking Casey Anthony, like, all these, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you did. You really did try to make that an, a plausible. You know, I think these people, they have to believe what they're saying, you know? They say mm-hmm. it for so long that they just, they believe that it's true. I think, yeah, you definitely have to. Yeah. Because this is an, I mean, okay, the, the beach is kind of loud. I get that. But jet skis are really fucking loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what else is really loud? Weed eaters. And they're not half as loud as a jet ski. No, they're not. The intruder would have had to walk through sand. Like, they would have had to go up the whole beach. Leave their fucking jet skis and submarines and whatever over here on the beach. They'll be like, be right back. Nobody steal my shit. I'm going to go murder this dude because who knows why. And then I'm going to put my jetpack back on. Yeah. And then zoom out of here on a spaceship. Yes. So that's a long way. I mean, if you've ever been to the beach and you've had to walk up the sand after you're getting out of the water, you're exhausted. It's the worst. It's so long. Mm -hmm. No matter how much sand it is, it's forever. So you got to walk through all that. There were no, like, footprints in the sand that they found. You know, There were no sandy... Because, okay, I have never lived on the beach, but I've stayed on the beach... They have all the tile and shit everywhere. Everything's tiled. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Sand is everywhere. The sand. Oh, my God. It's the everywhere. Sand. Yeah. You cannot get rid of all the sand. And there was no sand in the house. Mm, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The intruder mm-hmm. who rented a submarine just for this came all the way to murder Phil Vasily and brought no weapon with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. You... you Sure, you can assume you're going to find a knife in the kitchen. But how do you know you're going to be able to get to the kitchen without somebody seeing you first? You know? How do you know you're going to get alone with him? Yeah. Why did you go through all the trouble to get the jetpack, to acquire the submarine, to get the jet skis, um, to traipse through the sand? Yeah, probably had to do like a scuba diving certification course even. You're going to need to get that certificate for sure. Yeah. But it's like, why do all of that and then be like, whoops, I forgot my knife. I'll just find one there. Yeah. Yeah, like, and you know that kitchen is fucking huge. How many oh drawers would you have to go through to find the knife? How many spice racks would you have to go through? Exactly. Yeah. You know why? Because it didn't fucking happen. It didn't because then, okay, so say you did. Say you've, you've passed your submarine murder certification course. <laughs> And you are there at the house. And Phil, sure, he's drunk. Yes. But he's outside. And yes. you, and somehow you've just missed the dinner party. They all just left. Right. You didn't happen to walk up there when eight other people were there and the maid and the, you know, all the, all the people. Everybody's gone. Donna just so happened to walk away. You go all the way upstairs. But Donna's still here, though. Hang on. Donna's still here. You go upstairs, you turn the surveillance camera off Mm -hmm. because we don't ever see Donna leave. Right. So you manage to get by Donna. You go up to the third floor office. You turn the cameras off. Donna leaves. You wait for her to leave. You're like, bye. Get out of here. She leaves. Then you go back downstairs. You get Phil alone. He's a black belt. You go through all the the drawers and everything and you find your knife and then you stab him and then you don't steal anything. Yeah. In this nice ass house. Yeah. You steal nothing and you go back to your murder submarine and you live in the ocean. Where are you going? Well, if Charlie, I'm going with the Charlie's Angels thing here. If Charlie did not tell you, take whatever you want while you're there. You're not going to, unless you get specific orders. That's true. That's true. And maybe what happened was, while this intruder was in the submarine, they went ahead and painted themselves to match the wall color. Oh, that's a great idea. So when Donna walks by, you just whoop on the wall. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope her defense attorney brought that up at trial. I do, too. I think that's the only way that they're going to get anywhere. Yeah. 
ludicrous. I just feel like I'm taking crazy pills about it. Yes, we're taking crazy pills because this is so fucking stupid. Either somebody did all those things or Donna turned their surveillance off herself because she lives there and she knows where that is. And she's the only person who was not caught leaving the complex on camera. And she has access to everything. She knows where the knives are. She was alone with Phil. And she's pissed at him because she knows that he's divorcing her, that he's with somebody else. He got drunk that night maybe and pissed her off. But I honestly think it was just because the divorce settlement wasn't going her way, probably. Yeah, I don't think she needed any any new or extra reasons. Yeah, exactly. Or just the simple fact that she assumed when he got there, he would be like, okay, I'm here. Let's give this another try or something like that. And, and he that was like, happen. actually, I met somebody and I'm really for real done. Or she caught him Skyping the night before. Right. I'm sure she had software on his computers and shit that kept up with what he was doing. She didn't mm. need, like you said, she didn't need anything extra to happen. Mm-mm. She was already there. Yeah. Yeah. What makes more sense? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, with the intruder theory, it was pointed out that there were two different size footprints in blood at the scene. However, apparently, Phil had two different size feet, with one being about a half a size to a full size smaller than the other. Man, good thing he A, went into orthotics, but also B, is rich as hell, because... You have to buy two whole sets, pairs of shoes. Yeah, you can't mix and match. No. No. Just for, just to get both of your feet covered in the same outfit. I yeah. mean, in the same shoe. That's a big difference. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like one's just slightly. It's like a half size to a whole size. That's so much. You can work a little bit with a half size, but a whole size is rough stuff. Rough, rough yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Phil was obviously caught off guard because... Again, he was a black belt. He was a champion in martial arts. There wasn't a struggle, though. He was just stabbed. Well, and yeah, who could have been around him that he trust? I don't know if trusting is the right word, but that he... Because if it was an intruder and he saw this intruder, he would have been in fight mode. Yeah, he would not have been because the way... When they do the reenactment of like how everything happened, the trajectory and everything, it's like... He's sitting down at the table at the like patio table or whatever, and somebody comes up behind him and stabs him right there. Like they get, it's the, you know, it's his collarbone, but it's the trajectory, trajectory is like from behind kind of. So this would have been somebody he would have either had no idea was there or would have been comfortable turning his back to. And sitting, staying, sitting down, right? With them around. Mm Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a struggle with somebody after he was stabbed. The only struggle was him just trying to get into the house. Yeah. The jury did not hear any of Donna's psychotic voicemails to Sonny or about her previous stabbing of Phil. Why? I don't understand that. Okay, maybe... Maybe the stuff to Sonny? I I still think it... It goes to motive in this case, but they should have at the very least heard that she's she has been aggressive to him before. She's been abusive to him before, but they but they did let in his alcoholism and drug abuse and they heard about his alleged abuse. 
See, and that's, I'm not saying that Phil was a saint. No. I'm not saying that both Donna and Phil did not put up with a lot in that marriage. I'm sure that they both had things that they brought to the table that were toxic or whatever. But what what the defense sounds like they're doing is defaming Phil's character after he's passed away. Mm -hmm. It's very reminiscent of Jodi Arias, and I have no... I don't have room for that. That's so awful. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's unfair because it's you're only seeing one side of the coin. Well, yeah. And even with that, it's like literally taking police reports and ripping them in half and saying you can you can use this half in court, but the other half you can't right. because it's not fair to Donna. They were both abusive, but you have to look at the fact that, okay, because she's not claiming self-defense here. Mm-mm. She's not saying, look at how he's abused me before. She's saying she wasn't there. Yeah. We have to look at the fact that she did have a history of abusing him too. They were both, they they got into altercations together, but you have to know that she has a history of it, especially mm. stabbing. Oh, Yeah. She flies off the handle and just fucking stabs people. Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. don't understand it. Now, Donna was not the only person that was upset with Phil. He did have people that hated him for the success that he had achieved. And there was one guy um, in the documentary that referred to it as Popper's Syndrome, where his enemies were just, like, jealous because he was rich and they weren't. It's like... The Vilmans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Who Killed Little Gregory. Yeah. So it was suggested that it could have been one of his business rivals, you know, that. But again, this is a business rival who would have had to have, you know, gotten their own submarine, hired a team of cell swords or whatever. And, you know, it's it's preposterous. Ooh. It's just what it is. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. And if they're paupers, they can afford a whole hit team. Right. Poppers. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of rude. Yeah. There was also a blue cup on their table that had unknown male DNA on it. It wasn't Mitchell's DNA, but it was never compared to Miles Pritchard, who we know was there that night for the cookout with his wife. And it was never tested against any other men. What was even the point of doing an investigation? <laughs> I really don't. I, yeah, I really don't know. Because. You can't say it's unknown male DNA. I mean, I guess you can because technically you don't know who it matches, but like you didn't even try. Like once you make sure that it's not matched to the gardener, the, you know, anybody else that would have been there, then you can say it's totally unknown. We don't know who it is, but yeah, we didn't even try. Like, yeah, what was the point? Um, There's another ridiculous theory that Phil committed suicide (laughs) by stabbing himself in the clavicle. That's a very common Way to carry out a suicide, I think. Yeah, and with your hand, like, upside down and backwards and coming at it from behind your own self. Yeah. Like, the angle, it it's so unlikely. It's preposterous. It is. Now, Donna's DNA was not on the knife, but unless the person holding the knife cuts themselves, it's not unusual that there wouldn't be any DNA from that person. And unless it- she's, like, Jeepers Creepers guy and... You should have seen Terrell's eyes when I said Jeepers Creepers guy. <laughs> that movie scares the shit out of me. But everything he touches, it's like dead old skin Ew, that comes yeah, off. Yeah, I remember. He's, yeah, crusty. Because he's yucky. Gross. Yeah. Um. Sorry, okay. But it it made sense for what I'm talking about, and I don't I don't regret it. Well, I hope you feel good about it because you upset me greatly. <laughs> I noticed. Um. And there was only it was just one stab. It's not like whoever stabbed him, quote unquote, went to town. If there was multiple stab wounds, then you could see that person's hand slipping in the blood and now they're going to cut themselves. Or a fight ensuing between the two. Yeah, that's not what happened. She caught him off guard. She caught him drunk. Mm-hmm. And it was just a one and done. There yeah. there wasn't room for it. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't be totally unusual that her DNA wouldn't be on it. Right. Also, though, I would find it, I don't know, the knife is in her house, but I guess they probably don't cook their own food, you think? I doubt it. Because I'm like, I would feel like my DNA would be on all the knives in my house. Because I use them all the time. I, I chop stuff. Yeah, I doubt she's... Right. 
they have people for that, I'm sure. The trial lasted three weeks, and the jury deliberated for just four hours, and they came back with a guilty verdict. On November 11th, ah, your birthday, 2015, Donna was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Happy birthday, girl. What a great birthday present. We didn't even know it then. I know. I knew it was a special day, though. Yeah. When the verdict was read, Donna fainted. (laughs) She's so dramatic. I rolled my eyes almost out of my head. I cannot (laughs) stand her. She and her team felt like she was convicted without any evidence. Again, you've got to believe your own lies if you're going to spend them. Yeah, I'm sorry, Donna. Everybody else left except for you, and that, like, house and complex is wired for Jesus with, like, security, cameras, locks everywhere. Attack dogs. um, And regular patrol, all these things. Nobody saw... A strange car. Nobody saw it. Like, they would have... St- this guy had... was Called himself, what, the $6 million man? Or billion dollar? I don't know. I don't remember. He, he had so much money. There's no way that you're going to get in without a guard stopping you first. Right. There's no way. Like, they spared no expense. Yeah. She spent five months in jail while her team applied for an appeal. In July of 2017, the court ruled that Donna's verdict was quote-unquote unsafe, which is pretty much mean? what they, their term for, like, unconstitutional, uh. and they ordered a retrial. Donna was released on bail with an ankle monitor and ordered to report to the police once a week and not to leave the Bahamas. She was whisked away to face the hardship of a house arrest in her daughter's mansion in the Bahamas. Man, that's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Donna's defense team appealed to the Privy Council in London because the Bahamas' highest court is in London. So um, Sloan gave us some history lesson here. The Bahamas used to be owned by Britain until they achieved independence in 1973. It's now fully self-governing and a part of the United Nations, but since it used to be a part of Britain, the highest court in the Bahamas is still there. If Donna wins the appeal to the Privy Council, she can never be retried for Phil's murder. And then what? I guess she would just get time served then? I guess. Five months? On March 2nd, 2020, the Privy Council decided to send the case back to the Bahamas Court of Appeals for them to reconsider their decision about a retrial. Basically, they're just starting over again. After Phil died, Sonny miscarried and turned 30 within days of the murder. She said in an interview that even knowing what she knows, she'd do it all again because she loves Phil. And that's why I feel like she's, I don't know. I just feel like, um, I mean, she's a victim too. 100%. She just is. There's just a lot that wasn't fair to her. I mean, she was so young. Right. So young. And who knows what Phil was telling, you know, I mean, it's never right to start a, a relationship with a married person. People make mistakes, but I think that love was really true on her end. Yeah. I want to believe that it was true on Phil's end. And um, it's just sad. Yeah, it really is. Lisa also says that she still loves Phil and she always will. And she said her current husband and kids know that about her too. I mean, yeah, it's not like they broke up because they wanted to. He was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil's business was bought out by Calaris for half a billion Australian dollars. Part of this went into a family trust, but it's unknown how much. And Donna is a trustee. As of right now, there's no decision, no closure. And I know that in that interview, Sonny was like, if Donna gets out, I'm worried. Like, she's still worried for her own safety, and I don't blame her at all. Especially if she finds out, I'm sure she knows now that Sunny was pregnant. Oh, yeah. I think if Donna is released, she should have her private investigator membership card revoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she just, she needs some mental treatment, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot there, but I do believe that she's a dangerous person. Um, And I just, it is very circumstantial, but it's unbelievably circumstantial. You know what I mean? It's big, fat, circumstantial. It would have to be like an act of God 
that somebody else did it. It's just, it's not like they live in this neighborhood where there's houses all around and somebody could just randomly rob you. That's not where they are. There's no way. There's just no way. Yeah. And every, every other excuse or, um, theory about what happened is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, there it, is no way. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah. So, let us know what you think. I mean, if you think somebody else did it, you know, we can agree to disagree. We're adults. Yeah, we can handle that. Yeah. So, let us know what you think. We will, of course, catch you next week um, for a different case. But if you are needing some more eps. That's episodes. Yeah, that's how the cool kids say episodes. I'm not sure that's I true. I read all. it in a BuzzFeed article. Don't think so. um, then, you know, you can check out the Patreon. We've got a bunch of extra stuff in there if you haven't already. And as always, thank you to our producers. This episode was brought to you by Greg Brock, Brittany Buell, and Karen Washington. Love you guys so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to Killer Queens, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Torella. And I'm your better, prettier, younger host, Tori. We're sisters who are obsessed with true crime. And love gal palin with you about cases. You can expect the occasional curse word, lots of friends quotes, and all the 90s nostalgia. To get in on the conversation, check us out at KillerQueensPodcast.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at KillerQueensPodcast. And we're on YouTube at KillerQueens, a true As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.